Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in today's show, we're going to be discussing why the crypto market is down right now. We dropped literally like over $1,000 in a matter of hours, and we have increased Bitcoin volatility because of the jobs data exceeding expectations. Um, we have El Salvador president uh, on Bitcoin. He says, if El Salvador succeeds, many countries are to follow. Also, back in 2011, Bitcoin fell to a low of 20 bucks. 2015, four years later, 10x, $200 low. 2017, $2,000 low. Again, a factor of 10x every time for the low. And in 2022, we naturally fell below 20,000, hitting a low of 17,500. But as you can see, if history rhymes, uh, in the next two to five years, we can potentially see a 10x Bitcoin floor of $200,000, which would be exciting as all heck to see. And plan B, I'll be sharing the latest updates regarding, you know, stock to flow model, you know, the halving cycle, uh, which is very relevant and very important, uh, especially at this stage in the market. Of course, uh, the next halving set to occur in 2024. The year following the halving is when we go absolutely parabolic and that's when things get very very exciting so also uh, we're going to be discussing bitcoin and gold facing headwinds amid strengthening uh, dollar of course as well uh, as ftx and visa major partnership to permit crypto payments in 40 countries this is the reason ftx uh, token has been pumping uh, today i'll be breaking all this down for you i mean that's great for crypto adoption also i'll be sharing the latest regarding the sec and xrp lawsuit uh, with ripples uh, labs so you can see what's going on with the latest now this is trending and breaking right now everyone's talking about it and that's bnb chain suspends the network following a hundred million dollar hack. In fact, it was like an insane amount of money. Even uh, Binance had to report here. We suspend all deposits and withdrawals via BNB chain temporarily until there are further updates. Now, uh, allegedly, there was one million in BNB tokens uh, that was attempted to be hacked. A total in value of five hundred and eighty-six million dollars, which is absolutely insane to think about. We're talking about a half a billion dollar hack. However, uh, from my understanding, like I think the hackers got roughly a hundred million dollars worth uh, of the crypto. Also, we'll be discussing this with Dogecoin. One analyst says uh, it's going to explode, which is always interesting to cover uh, predictions, which I love to cover, which are always fun. So I'll be breaking this down for you here. Um, also, Dennis Porter says he believes 
His views on Bitcoin remain unchanged. $1 million plus per coin, inevitable. And speaking of a $1 million Bitcoin price, naturally, I'm going to be covering this story as well. Bitcoin to surpass $12 million by 2031, fueled by the collapsing dollar, says ex-hedge fund manager. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. So why exactly are the markets down right now? There's three main reasons uh, we're going to touch upon. Number one, the Federal Reserve interest rate hikes. As you know, raising interest rates increases the cost for consumers and businesses, and this has a knock-on effect of raising business operational costs, the cost of goods and services, production costs, wages, and eventually the cost of everything like we're witnessing here this year. High, unsuppressible inflation is the primary reason the U.S. Fed is raising these interest rates. And since rate hikes began in March of 2022, Bitcoin and the broader crypto markets have been witnessing a pretty uh, massive correction. And yes, if you're joining right now, this is version 2.0 of Crypto News Alerts podcast episode number 1067. I'm your host, JV. And with version 2.0, we're live in real time in the flesh. So make sure to blow up the comments if you appreciate the show now being live versus what I used to do is pre-record and then edit. (laughs) And it was quite the process. And then I would premiere live but now at version 2.0 as of episode 1067 we are live in the flesh and in real time so if you're excited about that holla at your boy in the comments below now the second reason we're witnessing a down crypto market today is the persistent threat of regulation you've been hearing them talk about this for a long time the crypto industry and regulators have a long history of not getting along as we obviously know you have like Biden saying we need crypto regulate like Biden knows anything about crypto <laughs> in the first place. It's all just really a huge uh, joke uh, at the end of the day. So the lack of clarity on this matter weighs in on the growth and innovation within the sector. And the third factor is scams and Ponzi's triggered liquidations, which repeat. And this destroys uh, investors' confidence. Unfortunately, like stories like today, which I'm going to be covering with you here a little shortly, like the Binance hack, we're talking about half a billion dollar hack. It doesn't make people feel too comfortable with putting keeping their crypto, especially on exchanges. This is why we say uh, every so often, of course, you need to take your crypto off the exchanges, put it in cold storage where it is protected at least. You don't want your crypto in a honeypot honeypot and we actually witness this a lot uh in the industry where uh absolutely uh your crypto could end up getting stolen uh you know it just becomes basically an attack vector and you don't want your crypto to be a target um at the end of the day so we need to protect that so just do keep that um in mind so we also had the implosion of terra's uh luna and celsius network as well as the misuse of leverage a lot of people over leverage and paying the price that's why when you see all these liquidations it's insane literally hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars being wiped out because at the end of the day the market maker is going to win and as terra and luna collapsed on itself the bitcoin Bitcoin price correctly uh, or corrected pretty sharply due to multiple liquidations occurring within the Terra and investor uh, sentiment uh, when that did tank. 
So how many of you were actually, it would be actually interesting to hear, how many of you were actually holding Terra slash Luna or USDT when all these shenanigans uh, occurred? And also, how many of you are currently holding uh, the Binance uh, coin, uh, BNB? Let me know in the comments below. And does it ever concern you, uh, for those of you who keep your crypto on the exchanges, that uh, it is a threat uh, to potential hackers uh, do uh, let me know. So I also wanted to discuss some of the highlights here, uh, pulled out here for why we have the increased volatility right now. Uh, note that a number, uh, numbers for September, we also call September September, and we call it September because typically it is the most historically bearish month uh, for the crypto markets. So that's why we say September, but ironically enough, the biggest bearish month in history is always followed by the most bullish month we call October, aka um, October, which is what we're in. And historically, October, we see about a 28% increase in the Bitcoin price. Um, so if we were to increase 28% roughly from where we're at for this month, that would put the Bitcoin price at about... Uh, I'd say twenty-five to twenty-six thousand dollars per BTC. How many of you feel that Bitcoin is likely to continue rising? Obviously, we just crashed back under that critical psychological twenty thousand dollars support. So anything is possible. But I'd love to know by a show of hands or in the comments how many of you believe that uh, this month will overall be bullish by the end of the month, and we could potentially see a twenty-five thousand dollars plus. Uh, Bitcoin price. And to the contrary, how many of you think that the market is more likely to continue to break down, potentially hitting a double bottom? We've already bottomed at roughly $17,500, but we could obviously go a lot lower uh, at any time. So do uh, keep that in mind. Willie Wu said max pain for him, worst case scenario, would be a $10,000 Bitcoin price, meaning the Bitcoin price getting slit in half um, yet again. Uh, which would be interesting if that did happen. But now let's actually uh, go over the live charts in the markets. You can see Bitcoin down 3% for the day, trading just under $19,500. We have Ethereum down 2.6%, trading just above $1,300. We have Binance Coin uh, down only 4% after a major hack, not too shabby, still trading at $282. We have XRP, one of the few top coins actually in the green. For today, uh, trading now uh, just under $0.52, cents, up 3.6% for the day. And uh, the rest of the market is pretty much all correcting and in the red. And checking out the crypto market cap, let's get a refresh for the latest uh, numbers here. It's at $942 billion right now in real time. We have about $54 billion in volume. The volume has been pretty low as of recent. And the Bitcoin dominance back on the decline at 39.6% with the Ether dominance at 17.2%. And checking out uh, the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past 24 hours, one inch network leading the pack up literally 6%, trading just under $0.62, cents, followed by uh, STEPN coin, GMT, which is up uh, 4% for the day, trading just above $0.65, cents, followed by eCash, up almost 4%, trading at virtually nothing. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week, you can see a mixture, but mostly in the red overall, Ethereum wrap down a whopping 32% and bleeding, while we have Casper up 22%, Maker up 14.9%, and Elrond up approximately 14%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, it's the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we're currently rated a 23 out of 100. 
and Extreme Fear. Yesterday, a 26. Last week, a 21. And last month, a 24 in Extreme Fear. So those are the latest uh, within the crypto markets. Let me know if you're currently bullish or bearish short term for the King Crypto. And with that being said, we already covered uh, pretty much the basics of the technical analysis. So we're actually going to skip past this. And again, this is my first time with this setup as of today. So please bear with me as I'm the, the main producer in charge here. Let's move on to our next story of the day. And that's Visa's partnership with FTX, which is pretty interesting. And especially when it comes to glo- uh, mass global adoption as the Bitcoin game theory is in full effect. So here's what we have uh, surrounding this story. Spending crypto may become a lot easier. FTX, one of the world's largest crypto exchanges has partnered with payments giant Visa, OSNAP, to roll out their debit card in 40 countries worldwide. And I'm actually, being this is my first time doing a live stream here, I actually do want to check and just make sure that uh, I am live and clear. I'm going to check some of the comments. Wow, looks great, brother. I see all in the comments. So everyone can see and hear me loud and clear. This is important. Let me know as I have this pulled up here in the chat. We will do a live Q&A in just a little bit, a little later on in the show. Welcome, Johnny Midas. A welcome, Dan Drummond. Welcome, Paul. Welcome, Reg. we got the whole crew. Mark G. We got Candace Stevens. We got Bing Bang, ESP. We got Paul. We got Tellin. It is great to see you all. So I'm going to assume everyone can see and hear me loud and clear, and let's continue with our story. So yeah, the move would allow FTX users to pay for goods and services using debit cards that boast zero fees. How many of you would like to use a card without any fees? Pretty cool. Plus, card ownership is absolutely free. According to the company website, we have SBF, the most influential person in crypto. According to Cointelegraph's Top 100, he has long touted his desire to unveil an FTX debit card, and it's finally here. His company's decision to partner with legacy payment rails as opposed to the crypto payments rails, such as the Lightning Network, aligns with his view uh, that the future of Bitcoin as payment network is not viable. Interesting, right? I wonder why he wouldn't just use the Lightning Network. But obviously, he is in cahoots with traditional finance, which is no secret. The FTX token uh, spiked 7% on that news. It's still up roughly 4% uh, for the day, reaching highs of $25.62. The token's all-time high, though, do note, is way off at almost uh, $80, so still a long ways to go. And here you can see the chart over the past 24 hours for FTX. And for Visa, the development world rival of competitors MasterCard recent forays into crypto. We have chief financial officer. He said, even though the values have come down, there is still steady interest in crypto, referring to the 2022 bear market. Now, I personally think anything to do with more crypto adoption is a good thing as the masses do get onboarded into the industry. I think this is critical and important. And I do believe that the game theory is in full effect. Visa has to you know, uh, partner. MasterCard has to partner. Uh, American Express, they have to partner with their payment rails or they will get left behind. If they don't adapt to the Bitcoin movement, sorry, goodbye. You're not going to exist and eventually you will become extinct. So it is what it is. It's like get with the times or get left behind. I like Jack Mahler's take when he breaks down the payment rails like he did at the Bitcoin conference in Miami in 2022. Earlier this year, I think that was back in early April, how many of you actually attended that event? Uh, let me know. I was there and I actually had a pretty good time. But now let's break down our next story of the day and let's get on to some XRP versus the S. 
EC in this long-winded lawsuit, which has been uh, getting uh, dragged out. So we have Ripple Labs protesting that the U.S. SEC moved to block third-party evidence in the lawsuit. The regulatory agency filed against them, and according to the evidence procured, procured sorry, by defense lawyer James Fillin, Ripple recently penned a letter to the judge uh, Torres saying that the SEC is mischaracterizing the law by moving the contest third-party briefs submitted by iRemit and Tapjets, quoting them here, the SEC mischaracterizes both the briefs and the law when it claims that the proffered amicus briefs of iRemit and Tapjets constitute improper attempts by the movements to offer evidence outside of discovery restrictions, the rules of evidence, and of the court's prior order, the iRemit and Tap jets are independent third parties, otherwise unconnected with this legislation. They seek permission to file briefs offered to the court, their important perspective on whether industry participants invested in XRP, whether they expected profits from defendants' efforts, and how the SEC's theory of this case, if adopted by the court, would adversely impact their businesses. They provide the court with information concerning their business operations and industries to support their perspectives. There is nothing wrong with that. So there you have it. And now let's discuss why this uh, court case is so important for the entire uh, crypto industry at large. And the reason for it is there's a lot riding on this. The SEC is obviously overreaching their power in the crypto industry. They're not providing any clarity. Gary Gensler is pretty much useless. Um, So we still don't have any clarity uh, or regulation for crypto adoption, but that's all strategically by design. If you read between the lines, they're obviously trying to push this back, something in alignment with their CBDC rollout. So they don't want (laughs) positive crypto sentiment right now in the industry. So they're making everything unclear because when things are unclear, it creates what we would refer to as uncertainty in the market, which creates more fear, which is why they're able to control things like the way that they do. And depending upon if XRP is considered a security or a bridge currency, obviously we all know it's not, tr- it's not really a security. The SEC themselves have called it, um, not a security, but now they want to call it a security so they can go after much more and continue overreaching into the industry, which overall I don't think is necessarily a good thing. I think clarity and regulation could be good for the mass adoption, but at the same time they're using it against us and it just kind of is, uh, what it is at the end of the day. So what are your thoughts surrounding this case? Do you feel it will end anytime soon? Uh, Potentially before the end of this year, it would be nice to get a ruling very clearly and definitively. Is XRP a security? Yes or no. But I have um, a pretty good feeling that SEC is just going to continue attacking other cryptocurrencies. They also recently have stated, and they never stated this before the Ethereum merge, but now they're saying that now that Ethereum has transitioned from a proof of work to a proof of stake, that it is now considered a security. And imagine (laughs) Ethereum and all these ERC-20 tokens, it's going to be, uh, you know, fair play for the SEC. That's why I think it's important personally that uh, XRP win this case. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. So I'd love to know your thoughts uh, in the comments below. But let's uh, continue here. So, yeah, private jet riding sharing service Tap Jets and remittances company iRemit initially asked to service the Amicus Curie, if I'm pronouncing that right, or friends of the court on October 4th. Amicus Curie can submit documents to the court known as Amicus Briefs as long as they contain relevant info about the case and are accepted by the court beforehand. Now, just two days later, the SEC objected to the firm's 
joining the case, saying that it was an attempt to introduce evidence into the case outside the traditional constraints of discovery. And according to Ripple, the SEC had no business in suing them in the first place if they can't handle evaluating amicus briefs that attempt to refute their claims. Now, the SEC has sought summary judgment based on what it erroneously claims are undisputed facts that every purchase of XRP is an investment and that every XRP purchaser expects profits from Ripple's efforts. Nothing could be more to the point than these two amicus briefs refuting or at least disputing both points. So if the SEC cannot evaluate the veracity of such claims, then it had no business bringing this litigation in the first place. And the SEC first sued Ripple. This was back in late 2020. The crypto market started pumping. And I feel bad for the XRP holders as they missed out on that bull run. And the price has been suppressed ever since. And just more recently, the price action has been breaking out as we are now back above 50 cents, which you can see here in the chart. Uh, XRP still up 4%. And trading now at a high over the recent months, now at 51 and a half cents. And I would con- uh, expect this to continue pumping if news starts or continues to go good um, for uh, XRP and Ripple versus uh, the SEC. So with that being shared, let's um, now, before I uh, discuss the Binance hack, which is the most trending story in crypto right now that everyone's talking about, let me just recheck uh, this chat and make sure you guys are good. What's good, BitBud? Can you see and hear me loud and clear? Want to make sure my microphone is good to go and I'm not cutting out at all. We got the acoustic panels around the walls in the room. Hopefully that helped with the sound as well. So you guys get a better uh, streaming experience. Joe Upper Bucks, I hope they win. Me too. I mean, there's this, this whole crypto industry is riding on this case is what it seems like. Dragging, Dragon Flowers is not an XRP holder or a fan, but I am rooting for them uh, to win this. That's what's up, brother. Uh, OG, welcome. Always a pleasure. Says hit that like button. The greatest compliment you can do to help my show right now, if you're appreciating the work putting into this with the new live show and the fact that we are live in the flesh. This is not a pre-recorded show. As of today, this is live in real time. There's a live Bitcoin price feed if you appreciate that. If you like me ranting live, unedited, uncensored, show some love. Hit the like button. Uh, subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell. Turn on all notifications. It's the greatest compliment you can do because if you don't do that, YouTube doesn't spread the love. And my mission and why I started the show, it's very important because I want to spread self-sovereignty to the rest of the planet, right? Right now, I couldn't think of a more doomed time for uh, humanity, but at the same time, I couldn't think of a more optimistic time for humanity because we have the antidote to the CBDCs. Because CBDCs, you know this, fam, it's slavery at the end of the day. If we go to CBDCs, it's programmable money by central banks and governments that caused this mess in the first place. You know what I mean? They could completely control you by the money if you don't have access to your money and they can shut you off because you have an opposing view or you're an advocate of Bitcoin and they decide to attack you. You're done. How are you going to feed your family? You need to be stacking sats. You need to be holding Bitcoin because this is the antidote to the CBDCs. This is what they don't want. This is why they're trying to suppress uh, Bitcoin, trying to suppress crypto, and they're just trying to get 
basically a gridlock and control over us. But the good news is they can't control us, uh, especially if you're a Bitcoin holder because it's peer-to-peer. There's no central authority. And just say no to CBDCs when they come out. If you're in crypto, don't don't ever be pro-CBDC. We have to speak up. We've been speaking out about this for a very long time since we have known about, you know, the evil agendas and plans, you know, for the elite to conquer Earth and uh, ultimately put us in a prison planet. So if you want to escape the matrix, there isn't a better way to do that than just stack sats. And I think we're in a great buy opportunity, uh, sub $20,000, and we're going to have a lot more opportunities as well. Yes, so smash that like, share this show, get the word out, spread lots of love, stay on it to the very end, of course, as well. That's only going to help spread the love as well. So yeah, safe haven assets at times like this are very, very important especially for the future of humanity. With that being said, let's get now into the BNB hack uh, that everyone is uh, talking about. Let's break this story down right here. So here we go. BNB chain, the blockchain of crypto exchange Binance, which is the largest exchange in the world, FYI, on October 6th, which is uh, was that yesterday. Uh, due to an exploit on its cross-chain bridge, attackers made off with an estimated $100 million dollars Worth the crypto. Talk about a come up. The official Twitter account of the BNB chain first announced a temporary pause due to irregular activity on the blockchain, but soon after added it was due to a possible exploit. Binance provided an update that the blockchain was under maintenance, suspending all deposits to withdrawals, which I read for you a little earlier. BNB chain under maintenance. We will suspend all deposits uh, and withdrawals via BNB chain temporarily until there are further updates. And we apologize for the inconvenience. Thank you uh, for your patience. And rumors had er- already swirled on crypto Twitter that the network had undergone a significant hack with on-chain analytics showing alleged hackers exploding or exploiting, sorry, roughly 2 million BNB coins, the chain's native token, a value of $600 million Holy moly, so this is pretty serious. Uh, it's shared here. Apparently, two huge reward claims were each claiming 1 million BNB, and in total, 586 million, and that's doing a bear market, fam. Only imagine what that would be, oh my god, at a new all-time high, right? We're talking billions of dollars. Uh, claim from its token hub, as shared here. A later update by the BNB chain developer on Reddit. Confirmed the exploit had taken place, stating that the initial estimates for the value of the exploit are between 100 and 110 million, with roughly seven million dollars frozen. BNB Chain said the exploit, which was perpetrated on the BSC token hub, resulted in the creation of extra BNB, but reassured the public that its systems are contained and user funds are safe while it continues to investigate the vulnerability. So that's good news. First and foremost, uh, let's touch upon that uh, real quick. That. Nobody lost their particular coins. Also note that Binance Coin is a multi-billion dollar exchange. It's the largest exchange in the world. It's the biggest. It's even bigger than FTX. They've been around a very long time as well. So this is nothing. They probably have billions upon billions in reserves. And also, though it sounds uh, doomy and gloomy, this I look at it as a positive. They prevented it from being a half a billion dollars, and at least they're onto it so they can prevent this from happening in the future. And again, if no one lost their tokens at the end of the day, that means they have it under control, and it will probably just come as a loss to the company, um, I would imagine. But anyways, let's get back. 
An exploit on cross-chain bridge BSE token hub resulted in an extra BNB. We have asked the validators to temporarily suspend it. The issue is contained. Your funds are safe. Very important uh, note right there. Your funds are safe. We apologize for the inconvenience and we'll provide further updates accordingly. And as I pointed out earlier, the Binance coin didn't really uh, drop much as a result. It's only down 3% for the day, which is not bad considering it's a pretty uh, extensive hack. So it's still trading you know, above $280, uh, which is... Uh, good. Now, what else should we share here? The initial on-chain analysis by Twitter users before the official announcement showed the attacker claimed a 1 million BNB reward through the token hub before depositing the balance into the DeFi lending platform, Venus Protocol. Then they borrowed 150 million worth of stable coins. It's interesting to see what hackers do after they steal that amount of money. So they borrowed 150 million worth of stable coins and spread it across USD coin, Tether, and Binance USD using cross-bridge bridges to swap the token for Ethereum phantom protocol tokens and polygon before the binance chain was paused as shared here before the bnb chain halt attacker successfully transferred 57 million to phantom 53 million to ethereum 400,000 to polygon matic so there you have it now the attacker again exploited another 1 million bnb which they placed into stargate protocol another cross-chain bridge provider we have zane huffman strategy lead at DeFi platform vesper who concluded the attacker has made off with roughly 100 million from the initial exploit of nearly 600 million dollars the figure later provided right here the attackers next moves will probably pull out eth out of the bridges back to the main net and then tornado they have about 45 million dollars in eth on the main net and another 20 million in bridges including avalanche and phantom now with over collateralized eth borrowers they may get 100 million dollars max Again, like, whoa, Huffman added that the attacker had roughly over $400 million worth of digital assets frozen on the Binance chain. chain. So thank God they realized that when they did, because this could have been a $600 million hack at the end of the day. Now, stablecoin provider Tether also blacklisted the addresses associated with the exploit. So what are your thoughts surrounding this story? Do you feel that the hackers can get away with this? Or do you feel that um, they will eventually get caught with the freezing of the funds and trace it down and get in trouble? Let me know your honest thoughts. Typically in crypto, if you get away with it, I mean, there's just so many ways for crypto to disappear. So it's always interesting uh, to see. But with that story being shared, now let's get into Dogecoin. I rarely cover Doge here on the channel because... Number one, uh, I'm not uh, a Doge holder. I just want to throw that out there. Number two, I'm not a huge fan of the coin uh, from a development perspective. However, I know it's a meme coin, and I know Elon is the most influential person on the planet. And I know when he uh, does things like buy Twitter, like which is in talks again, that he's purchasing it and going through with it, that um, things like Dogecoin are likely to pump and continue to pump, regardless of a use case, just because Elon is make, potentially forcing people to verify their Twitter accounts with Dogecoin. So I thought it would be interesting uh, to share this Dogecoin uh, prediction with you all. So let's uh, get right into this. Here we go. A wildly followed crypto analyst is expression bullish sentiment on the 10th largest digital asset by market cap. Smart contractor who predicted the 2018 bottom six months before it dropped tells his 211,000 Twitter followers that Doge is currently undergoing massive accumulation and you can probably hear the thunder here in puerto rico uh it's a little gloomy here out here but anyways he wrote here doge slash btc has the most insane looking high time frame accumulation going on i haven't seen something that looks such clean like this accumulation in a long time i dara say visiting uh this 
in a oh sorry dare say revisiting this in a year time doge will be a lot higher than uh, 6.5 uh, cents let me know if you agree or disagree uh, with the analysts now doge is currently trading at roughly uh, 6.4 cents so smart contractors prediction coincides with crypto analytics firm santiment who i was actually on their live show earlier this morning how many of you were on there let me know it was pretty cool uh, but they claim dogecoin whale transactions and funding rates have risen in the recent as they share here quoting sentiment dogecoin is up a solid nine percent in the past day and a half and the meme coin is still ranked as the 10th largest uh, market cap asset in crypto, well, transactions and funding rates have just spiked, which are two great predictors of price direction change. And you can see here, Doge whale transfers spike in funding rates as they go ultra long, just as the local top is hit. And again, this is probably based upon Elon news of purchasing Twitter, I would imagine. Online brokerage app Robinhood currently owns the address holding the largest amount of Dogecoin. So again, the app Robinhood is the biggest hodler of Dogecoin, a stash worth $2.5 billion, which is nearly a third of the total supply. So how many of you um, are actually hodling Doge or bullish on Doge, whether it be because you like the crypto, you like the meme, or you just like Elon and you think it can pump and you can potentially earn a lot of money by holding it? Let me know your honest and sincere uh, thoughts in the comments right down below. And with that being shared, now let's get into some predictions of a seven-figure Bitcoin price. I feel it's inevitable. So the real question is, when will Bitcoin realistically hit a million dollars? And heck, when will Bitcoin hit $12 million? Because Robert Breedlove made that bold uh, prediction. So first and foremost, let's get back here. I want to share this tweet by Dennis Porter. He says, my views, and you let me know in the comments below, when do you feel realistically, like genuinely, that Bitcoin will hit a million dollars? Throw the year out there. I'd love to know, and I'm going to read those comments later. My views on Bitcoin remain unchanged. $1 million plus per coin is an inevitable. And Ari Paul responded, nothing is inevitable. Dennis responded, you are right. If the earth falls out of orbit and into the sun, then yes, maybe Bitcoin won't hit $1 million. And then Ari says, or are we just going to repeat what more serious consequences of what happened three years ago with Bitmain controlling ASIC production and slipping in hardware backdoors? Or next, Sovereign won't just force relocation but uh, confiscate hash power. Don't pretend the risk aren't real. And Dennis responded, you should be more worried about the asteroid hitting Earth and wiping out humankind or an alien overlord showing up and breaking all of our cryptography. What then? He makes a great point. <laughs> And Ari responded, why? I think we should all be more uh, worried about the probable risk that we have already seen in our wild uh in our world, I guess he means. Uh, your wild statement would be inaccurate if you had experienced five near-asteroid collisions in the last five years. This is, I think, taking it a, a, a little too far. Um uh, with the asteroids and what could potentially happen. But nonetheless, we all know a million dollars is inevitable. So with that being said, let's get into this $12 million Bitcoin price prediction by Robert Breedlove, the founder of crypto investment firm Parallax Digital. He suggests Bitcoin stands a big chance of recording a significant spike in the future, mainly driven by a drop in the purchasing power of the United States dollar, which makes a lot of uh, sense considering hyperinflation occurring in real time. According to Breedlove, his model places 
prices uh, Bitcoin to trade at 12.5 million specifically by the year 2031, a value equivalent to $1 million based on today's purchasing power. So do keep that in mind. He said during an appearance on Altcoin Daily on September 13th, quoting Breedlove here, I'm going to stand by that prediction today. I know that the US dollar index is way up recently, but I sort of expect this thing to get volatile before it breaks down. If that is the case, then uh, we have a matching Bitcoin price prediction of 12.5 million US per Bitcoin by the year 2031. So what he's saying, he believes the dollar will lose 12x its value. So he's ultimately saying this prediction will be a million dollars at today's value, but by the year 2031, we can expect that to be 12.5 million due to the inflation. Now, he also notes that the dollar is hyperinflated and will potentially drop to zero by 2035, as he shares here in a bold claim. A caveat there is that what would only be 1 million Bitcoin price in 2020 dollars, the purchasing power of 2020 at the time I made the prediction would be equivalent to 1 million in Bitcoin. He added, and furthermore, Breed Love noted that the dollar hits its bottom. Once it hits the bottom of zero, there will be no need for pricing it in Bitcoin anymore. And interestingly, the former hedge fund manager, uh, his sentiments come during a period when the dollar is running rampant against the most global fiat currencies. And notably, the situation appears uh, to work in Bitcoin's favor as more investors ditch their local currencies to invest into Bitcoin. And consequently, Bitcoin has registered a spike in trading volume that culminated in a high of 42 billion as of September 29th. Now let's discuss uh, a little more uh, this uh, prediction of a $12.5 million Bitcoin price. What are your thoughts uh, surrounding it? Do you feel that this is probable or this is a pipe dream and Bitcoin will never hit a million? Because we seem to have a division in camps of people have different uh, theories, which is all good. So let me know what you think is more likely to occur. And I'm going to check back here uh, in the comments and just see who we have here. Um, 1 million by 2030, Paul says. I like that. Bitbud says by 2030 plus. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, Dan says I play banks with them. Fast <laughs> and oil gulp drip. Uh, if you keep doing live shows, you'll rock it to 100,000 subs very soon. That's the goal a bit, but I greatly appreciate that. And again, I appreciate everyone for tuning in uh, to this live stream. We do still have uh, more to cover. So yeah, uh, a $1 million Bitcoin price. Uh, let's talk about the Bitcoin halving real quick. The next Bitcoin halving is uh, in two years, in 2024. Uh, the year following the halving is when the market goes parabolic. So I think realistically, we're going to see a six-figure Bitcoin price during this next halving cycle, even the stock to flow is predicting a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin between 2024 to 2025. Could it potentially be multiple hundreds of thousands? Absolutely. But I like to keep it conservative and easy, easy numbers. Also consider, um, it's not, uh, it's not far fetched to think that the Bitcoin price can double from the previous all time high over a four year cycle of a halving period. So if we were to just two X, uh, from the previous all-time high of last year in November when we hit 69 grand, we're talking about potentially $138,000 Bitcoin price for this cycle. That can potentially come in 2024, 2025. We have some analysts like Credible Crypto. I covered this uh, recently. He believes it can happen next year. In fact, he's going out on a limb and says he predicts $100,000 plus Bitcoin price in 2023. He said most likely be closer to 150000 ish We also have Samson Mao, uh, who running for mayor of Bitcoin City. He's still predicting 100 
$100,000 Bitcoin price this year. So we do still have some outliers. We have Max Kaiser. He's been fervent, 220000 this year, he says, and he's been retweeting, retweeting, still in play. Granted, he said it last year, it didn't happen. But my point is, anything can happen. So I want you to be prepared for all scenarios. Could have a big crash. We can have a, a big run-up. Uh, things could happen the complete opposite way that we're all anticipating it. So just be prepared for you know uh, anything so that you are prepared regardless of what happens. Uh, BitBud says 90 to 100,000. Dragonflower, we had the perfect storm that dragged us down. We'll see the mountaintop soon. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Shout out to Max. Absolutely shout out to Max and Stacy. But let's uh, continue here with uh, where we left off. Let's now uh, discuss, I guess, some q and I'm going to look at the, uh, we're going to do some live commenting. AM, uh, AM, what is it, AMA, you can ask me anything and I'll ans- answer your questions and we'll also check it out from the previous um, episode. Um, we'll do the uh, screen share here and I'll pull up the previous episode and let's see if we can pull up the, some of the top comments that we had and then I'll do the big rundown and uh, yeah, it'll be cool. So here we go. This was yesterday's show. If you missed it, be sure to check it out. Um, I'm just going to scroll down. A lot of these comments are spam. Unfortunately, it is what it is. The spam bots are taking over YouTube. Peza wrote, thanks for another great show, uh, JV. You're very welcome. Always a pleasure. And I just want to say you, I, I greatly appreciate the continued comments. That's why I shout you out all the time. I just appreciate uh, the love that you've been showing. Let's see some other comments. There's way too much uh, KB. There's way too much demand at 17,600, especially below. In my opinion, uh, bad news drives more under 17,600 would be a coiled spring. Okay. Retro Beaver. What a username. <laughs> Alts are only useful for accumulating more Bitcoin. I definitely understand your perspective. I'm a Bitcoin maxi to a big extent, but I also have some positions that are long-term specifically for accumulating more Bitcoin as well. Um, so I understand where you're coming from. So I appreciate that comment. Pezza also says, buy land. They're not making it anymore. And uh, as I continue reading some of the top comments from yesterday's episode, if you're live in the flesh with us right now, drop your comment in the live chat. I'm going to be addressing all the live uh, comments. And again, you can ask me anything. So it'll be fun. He put, uh, they're not making any anymore. That's right. I mean, a Bitcoin is digital real estate. Michael Saylor has said this many times and uh, it is scarce and that's what makes it what it is. Peza says common sense approach. If you're not hodling Bitcoin, alt stocks, bonds, etc., you're holding fiat. Think about that. You're holding fiat. The GBP, the British pound took a 20% dump in no time. There's no fear and greed index for the British pound. This does not mean it is not going to zero. Eventually, Hillinger wrote the longer Bitcoin doesn't drop below 18.5, the more I feel Bitcoin has bottom. You make a great point. The longer it holds, you feel more confident. A big tone put, you just give a big bottom signal today. Your thumbnails are easily crazy bullish. So there you have it. Peza put, roses are red, violets are blue. I love my Bitcoin. I hope you hodl too. So poetic, brother. So poetic. We have comments from uh, OG, always showing support. Appreciate it. We got more comments from Peza. But now what I'm going to do is check the live chat and we're going to check some comments here in the live screen, uh, stream. Um, yeah. And let me actually switch it up so you can, uh, see my f- face here it would actually be more entertaining, right? Uh, nine, boom, boom, boom. I'll show this, uh, here and let's do some, uh, answers. So, uh, or some, uh, read everything out loud. Matt says one Bitcoin equals one BTC. You make a great point because one Bitcoin is still equivalent to one Bitcoin. So if you never sold your stash, you didn't lose anything regardless of the, the crypto winter. Great point. 
Upper Joe Bucks, Dragon True, I don't think that. He put every single thing would be vulnerable. Uh, if quantum computers could crack Bitcoin, the whole world would be in trouble. But fortunately, the cryptography in crypto is way far superior than uh, the most advanced supercomputer out there. Uh, so thank God uh, for cryptography. I-, I heard it's harder to crack a Bitcoin private key than it is to find a random grain of sand on this planet. Like it is extremely difficult. Uh, so just note that. Your Bitcoin is not getting hacked anytime soon. Uh, Tough Cookie put Elon the bot buyer will buy. It is crazy the amount of spam bots on crypto Twitter, but it is what it is. Um, Oz Gore wrote, Bitcoin can only reach new all-time high when the Fed starts printing USD. This is the dilemma. Well, we know for a fact the Fed will continue to print. Money printer continue to go. That's a given. So there's no doubt there. Uh, Azagar also put, nothing matches the beauty of the greenbacks. Um, Bitbud put, as long as the DXY rises, everything, including Bitcoin, will fall. It does seem they're uh, inversely correlated, and when the dollar uh, index drops, uh, Bitcoin and uh, assets uh continue on their own way on their own vector as well so potential big decoupling ahead what's good chris minka welcome to crypto news alerts uh live in the flesh this is no more pre-recorded nonsense this is me going live um sharing uh what's going on so you can see a live price feed know what's going on in the market because i know time is of the essence when i used to have to record uh and pre-record and edit i mean the editing process is an hour nightmare of itself so by the time i deliver the news in an edited fashion though it was fast paced and you know cool um at the same time uh a few hours out of date whereas now we're uh, in the flesh and live in real time. So I think that'll make a major difference. Uh, so hopefully you guys are appreciating it. Uh, modern assumption in financial markets is that uh, the bonds are hedges against stocks when stocks decline in price. This is called the 60-40 portfolio. This is failing. This was built upon the world of lies. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, good to note. Bitcoin Trini, uh, good to see you. Welcome. Good to see you live. Yes, live and in the flesh in real time. Crypto News Alerts 2.0. CNA Pod, make some noise if you're appreciating the live feed. Uh, UK printed more recently and probably more on the horizon. Absolutely. I don't see, I think they're just going to keep printing money until the wheels fall off. Why wouldn't they? They're just legally stealing money. They're doing it through inflation. The average taxpayer is being robbed and the average person does doesn't even know what's going on. They're probably looking forward to CBDCs for all we know. That's why it's our job to enlighten people about crypto and Bitcoin and be prepared now way ahead of the curve. Your first lot. Yeah, this is my first live stream here with crypto news alerts. This is the Q&A section. You'll notice a rundown. So every day we'll have different topics to discuss. I'd like to do a wider array uh, of different things. Uh, like today we touched upon Dogecoin. We touched upon uh, the Binance hack. We touched upon XRP. We're going to do our TA. I'm going to have Santiment Analytics come on soon, do some live TA uh, using uh, their charts, which is really good. I had a session with them earlier today on their platform and it went really well. The people are loving it. Yes, do smash the likes, fam. And what I'm going to do now 
We're going to do the big finish. I'm going to do a rundown of what we just covered here in today's uh, show. And uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely uh, great here. So here we go. In today's show, we discussed uh, first and foremost why the crypto market is down today. The three main factors, including the Federal Reserve interest rate hikes, the persistent threat of regulation, as well as scams and Ponzi's triggered liquidations and repeat blows to investors' confidence. Unfortunately, but it is, you know, what it is. We also uh, discussed Bitcoin and gold facing headwinds amid strengthening dollar. We also discussed FTX and Visa partnering to permit crypto payments in 40 countries with this new partnership. We could help usher in crypto mass adoption. Uh, yeah, we also discussed Ripple versus XRP and the latest of what's going on in the lawsuit. And hopefully we get a verdict here soon. And uh, if it goes XRP's way, expect the big pump in the XRP market naturally. We discussed Discuss the BNB hack of a hundred million dollars, which is an insane amount of money to hack from the exchange. But the good news is that uh, Binance has it now under control. Uh, we also discussed Dogecoin potentially uh, breaking out, especially with uh, Elon Musk purchasing crypto Twitter and potentially making Dogecoin away, uh, making forcing people to buy Dogecoin in order to verify their accounts. That's something he has mentioned in the past, so it wouldn't surprise nothing. <laughs> nothing seems to surprise me nowadays. Uh, on, on in crypto Twitter, and we also discussed a million dollar Bitcoin price prediction. Uh, Dennis Porter threw out there, which inspired me to cover this uh, story of Robert Brelove discussing uh, a twelve and a half million dollar Bitcoin price by the year twenty thirty one, which I believe to be um, accurate. Especially considering uh, the halving cycles and the way things typically go in the market. In 2017, I got into crypto. Uh, the Bitcoin price ran up from 1500 when I got involved to 20000 in one year. That was the year after the halving, right? The year after the halving is when we go parabolic. Then uh, four years later, we hit a new all-time high of 69000 uh, eclipsing the old all-time high of 20000 by 3.5x. Uh, if we hypothetically 3.5x again this uh, having cycle, uh, we're talking about an insane Bitcoin price. Uh, se- ultimately, seventy thousand times three is like two hundred thousand plus. But be more realistic. Uh, things don't always repeat; they tend to rhyme. So, more realistic scenario: Bitcoin can two x very easily, in my opinion, after this having in 2024, which would put us at approximately $130,000 Bitcoin. I would love to see that. I feel it's inevitable. Is there a guarantee? No. Is this investment advice? Absolutely not. If you're going to invest in Bitcoin, you have to be willing to uh, take the risk just as well as accept the rewards. As Bitcoin can continue to crash from the current levels, we can continue to rise. Nobody knows. It's unexpected. Uh, nobody can predict the future, but that's what makes this all so interesting at the end of the day. And that's why I'm so excited for Bitcoin and the future of crypto. If you gain value out of today's show, show some love. Make sure you're subscribed. Turn on all notifications. Tell your friends about version 2.0 of Crypto News Alerts. I am out.